The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line, episode 131, from March 31st, 1996, a Sunday night show. This is the start of a new week with no guest, just the love between the two hosts. Adam and Drew open the show mocking Adam's carrot juice. Adam explains that whenever he finds himself sick or feeling ill, he'll attempt uh, to drink juice or do something healthy immediately to correct that action. Adam and Drew both mock the lack of insight, an almost caveman-esque way of dealing with one's problems. Adam then riffs on his idea of losing weight would be then to consume a metric ton of tofu and other healthy items, because that's what healthy people do. Adam brings up the article that was faxed in on Thursday night, showing the link between genital cancers and talcum powder. This, of course, vexes Adam as a daily talcum powder user. Drew explains the science behind these new theories on talcum powder, leaving Adam concerned, but not concerned enough to stop using it. After the second break, Adam has a quick rant about the OJ case and the timeline. This is a classic love-between-the-two-hosts type show. No guest, just Adam and Drew in the callers and some rare moments of comedy and insight what the people want. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is, of course, advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. Yes, indeed it is. Let me give the phone number out, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. I am Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. How are you, Doc? I'm all right. What did you do this weekend? Hung out with the kids, worked, uh-huh. saw a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, how about you? Uh, same thing. I know you have carrot juice here tonight. It's not, <laughs> yes. that's not a good sign for you. Drew, no. <laughs> and here's, here's, and we've talked about this before. Here's how I try to fix myself. I will try to ram as much carrot juice through me as possible. And, but this is usually the day after the symptoms right. have come on. As though that's going to do anything. Right. I mean, think about losing weight, right? How many days, it, or to gain weight even, it takes days and days and days to accumulate. Right. One day of... Right. My attempt at losing weight would be to eat 30 pounds of tofu and eat 75 of those rice puff for two days. things for every day. Oh. Uh, more than a, a hippo would eat. <laughs> because I figure if this is what people eat to lose weight, then if I eat a barrel of it every hour... You'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah. So I may be coming down with some kind of 24-hour thing or something. So, so if I vomit uh, you're, later tonight... You're, you're, you mentioned to me uh, just off there, you're percolating a little bit before we came on. Yeah, so uh, That's nice. it's not going to be good. But Drew, yeah. I noticed uh, on Thursday you had an article, which I don't see in front of you anymore, but you said you read it, which was on uh, cancer, and it's uh, somehow linked to talc. Right. It was actually something one of our listeners faxed to us, and it's interesting. That must have been percolating, too, over the weekend. That you came in tonight worried about that. Yes. That uh, it showed, try to drive some association between the use of talc in women and, and uh, ovarian and other female genital organ cancers. Uh, as though the talc somehow would get into the vagina and then migrate up 
into the into the upper tracts and then somehow induce tumors. All right, but it's a chick thing. Well, it makes sense. It might be a guy thing too if things got in the urethra or something and they got to the prostate or who knows. Oh, you know, you just can't do it. first hamburgers, then cigarettes. Now, talc. It's bad news, isn't it? <laughs> a man cannot indulge in anything Maybe anymore. Maybe if you have three quarts of that every night, you'll be fine. Yes. The carrot juice. <laughs> the carrot juice will flush the talc from my system. Huey. Hey. Hey. Hey, Adam. Hey, Drew. Hey. Huey. Um, okay, I'd like to know something a little strange. Oh, Are boy. midget's penis is the same size as a normal guy's? No. <laughs> They're all the size of Wilt Chamberlain's penis. <laughs> uh. It's been documented in, uh, from the uh, circus documenting. The P.T. Barnum book the of... P.T. Barnum book of penis length. I see. Uh, I must say, this is the first time we've had that question on the show. It really is, yeah. Uh, I, tried it, I tried it in my human bio class, but she said that wasn't appropriate. Yeah. I, them, <laughs> that, that is true, yeah, but you... Love line. Yeah, great. <laughs> Um, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, for dwarfs, they are the, the size of everyone else. It depends what you're calling a midget. I mean, there's many kinds of dwarfs. What do you mean a dwarf the size of everyone? Is a midget and a dwarf the same thing? No, really not. Re- really, what achondroplastic dwarfs are usually what people think of when they think of dwarfs, when there's just limb shortening. Mm-hmm. There's still normal development and characteristics, even, a, even sometimes with the trunk, but limbs are, are shortened. Uh, there's also something called osteogenesis imperfecta, where the bones break and crumble. Sorry, that's a nice effect you smack in the yes. mic while you're talking about breaking bones. Uh, but but uh, midgets can be underdeveloped all the way around. Yeah, I'm guessing it's in proportion. Now midgets, which are unusual. Midget- all right, all right. But what about jockeys? I mean, shouldn't your penis just be in the proportion of the size that you are? I mean, by and large, there's always guys out there screwing it up for everyone else, little guys with huge penises. But what I'm, what I'm, you know, what stealing you it from us big guys. But what I'm saying is, is if, if you're five foot, then you, you know what I mean. I mean, like your nose, like your hands, like your feet, to like s- your ears. Yeah, to some extent. To some extent. Yeah, I, it's not. It's not accurately true. It's not actually that true, but to some extent, it is true. Okay. All right. Thanks. But most dwarfs. What you think of midgets are dwarfs, and dwarfs are in, well, are midgets are, like the ones you usually see in town, right? Yeah, those are dwarfs. Those aren't midgets. Oh, those are dwarfs. Yeah. And well, I thought dwarfs were like medieval times. No dwarfs. No, you're thinking of an elf. It's called <laughs> achondroplastic dwarfs. Like like in uh, the Wizard of Oz, most of those were dwarfs. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. And those have normal sized genitalia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Huey. Yeah. yeah uh, don't bring this up uh, to your folks. Okay. Okay? All right. They, I know you know folks can be. They worry really easily, especially when the, the teenager's sexuality could yeah, go either yeah, way. Yeah, I'm not his folks, and I'm worried about him. Let me tell you, <laughs> you're Huey's dad, and he's talking about the size of dwarf genitalia. You're praying he goes gay. Laura. Yeah. Hey, you're on Love Live. <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. Hey, right. hey, hey, What's going on? So you guys know what my question is. I'm really shy about asking this one guy out. Hmm. <laughs> Just one guy in particular? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it because is it you've been sort of focusing on him for a long time and it makes yeah. the, the stakes kind of high for you? Yeah. Has he ever uh, shown any interest? I don't know because it's like I talk to him sometimes at school. and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laura. Yeah. You, would you say you're, you're perceived as attractive? Yeah, yeah, I got to, at the beach, guys usually, like, follow me around and everything and try to ask me out, but I don't see them as attractive. Is that just because food's falling out of your towel, or is that because you're good-looking? <laughs> it's because I'm good-looking, I guess. Okay. So, this guy's single? Yeah. What's this guy's name? Uh, Steven. Uh, 
Shall we call him? No, I don't have yeah. a phone number. Laura, how old are you? I am 14. And how old is he? He is 15. 15. Oh. All right. Older guy? Yeah. All right. Listen, I, I don't know if you can ask him out. Really? Yeah, because guys get weird when they get asked out. They think something's wrong with the person who's asking them out. Oh, don't say that. Now, every female listener is going to... Uh, we're already training women not to be able to do this. Well, I, I, I hate to be honest, but it's true. I'm, I know the mind, the psyche yeah, of the 15-year-old. I, I think that's changing. I think maybe when you were 15, or maybe now as you are. Yeah, what I've got is this fear of failure. What if you sure. don't? Oh, sure. It's, it's, it, rejection is a terrible thing to experience. Yeah. I, I, what about writing him a letter? Uh, I'm always. I've, you don't like that. that. You don't like that, Adam, huh? No, I, I don't like anything involved uh, involving reading. Actually, <laughs> language, I guess. Yeah, uh, I would just go over there and make it abundantly clear to him that you are available. <laughs> and if he has any interest in you, he will ask you out because that's how guys are. And if he doesn't ask you out, it means he's not interested. There's a 1% chance that he's interested and so bumbling that he won't do it. But in that case, you don't want that guy anyway. Hmm. All right, Laura? All right. All right, so go, you know, bat your eyes and drop your hanky and do all that stuff. <laughs> all right? And okay. try not to laugh like that in front of him. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Summer. Hi. Hey, you're on the phone. Hey. Um, okay, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going out, well, I'm going out with this guy, Casey, and he asked me out, like, yesterday, but I've been seeing this guy for nine months, and I lost my virginity to this guy, and I really like him, but I also really like Casey, and I don't know who to pick. And neither what? one of these guys know about each other. Okay, you've been going out with one guy who you lost your virginity to for nine months. The other guy, Casey, just asked you out yesterday. Uh-huh. And you're really into him. Yeah. And you're really into the other guy, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I that may be a... That may be sort of contradictory statements there. Maybe. Well, it is. But when you're 15, you can do that, I guess. Uh, I mean it. Well, I guess you could do it at any age. But, I mean, if you're really in to the guy you lost your virginity to, then you wouldn't really be open right. to other guys and digging other guys. Don't you think? Yeah. Is it possible more that you're just sort of connected with that guy because you've been close with him physically and you have trouble leaving him, but that the relationship really isn't working and that's why you're open to these other things? See, well, everyone tells me that, like, he only wants to be with me when it's convenient for him. How do you... Casey really likes me. Yeah. How, wait, wait, wait. What is your feelings about your relationship that you've been with for nine months? I kind of think that he only wants to be with me. I don't. I don't want to hear what he thinks. What do you think? No, what are your she feelings? thinks. He thinks. Yeah, but but I, but she doesn't tell me how she feels about it. It's, I think he's having this kind of experience. How what kind of experience are you having with that relationship? I just want to be with him all the time. <laughs> so you're having a bad experience. Yeah. Right? He's blowing you off all the time. Yeah. Right. It's painful. It's un- unpleasant. And you're extra connected to him because you slept with this guy and it was your first time. I mean, that that's the whole thing that people don't recognize in the physical relationship. Not just any physical, but the first one particularly. That it develops bonds that you really aren't always prepared to deal with. And it's certainly bonds that aren't necessarily worthy of the kind of relationship that you're in. And two different agendas between... Uh males and females when it comes to the virginity thing. Completely. The guy wants to lose the virginity as quickly as possible and hopefully he'll never have to see the woman again because it's usually a horribly humiliating thing. I've always said about the woman I lost my virginity to, and I'm still going to do this eventually, I either have to find her and have sex with her right or I have to hunt her down and kill her. Because she knows that I am the worst lover in North much. America. Oh my. So either I have to correct it or 
put it away somewhere, if you know what I mean. But women, on the other hand, young ladies, believe that this is the guy they're going to marry. Right. That's virtually without exception. I mean, let's say terribly commonly the, the fantasy. And equally as commonly, never the case. Right. All right. All right. So forget about forget about this guy and realize, though, that Casey has probably got about six months of goodness in him before he starts turning into an a-hole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Drew and I, Drew, we were talking about this uh, the other the other day. A lot of time, women are fooled because they're with a guy, and this isn't wasn't Summer's case exactly. But you're with a guy for six months. You're with a guy for a couple of years, and guys oftentimes start going bad after the first few months. You know what I mean? The flowers dry up, the candy dries up, the sex it goes from you know every day and in the elevator to once a week and in the bedroom and and all that. And then the women they see some guy at work. Yeah. Or they see some guy at school, and this guy likes them, and this guy's treating them like a queen, and they mistake this guy's behavior for the way it's going to be. Right, right. And they look at the old guy who they've been with for two years, right. and they go, well, geez, I can barely get him to look at me. Right. And they look at the new guy who's very excited and very eager and wants to, make the, wants to close the deal, so to speak, so he's on his best behavior, and they think, oh, I'm going with this guy because this is the way it's going to be. Well, that guy turns out to be an a-hole eventually, too. All guys are a-holes. Eventually. Eventually. You're going to turn too, Drew. Just you, takes a little longer than You man. just wait and see. Dan. Uh, hi. How are you guys doing? Good. All right. All right. Um, first, Adam, can I make a GAT test suggestion? Yes, the gay aptitude test. Uh, bath or shower? Uh-huh. You mean whether you take a bath or a shower? Yeah. Really? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not just peeing. Now, if you peed while you're in the bath, that would sort of cancel things out. Would nullify the bath. That would nullify the bath if you actually pee in the tub, right, Dan? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I, I haven't ever done that before. I uh, just pee outside. While standing in the shower, I do pee in the toilet. From the shower? Yeah, it's quite a feat. Wow. I've mastered. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, sorry to waste your time with that. All right, Dan. Dr. Drew. Yeah, Dan. Um, about three years ago or so, I had a really traumatic type of experience and i developed like some anxiety symptoms what happened uh well my brother was missing and presumed dead and he was like my best friend wow so uh, is he okay it, yeah it turned out okay he just dabbled in the wrong chemicals and was wandering the streets of uh the bay area for about three days wow but he's fine but anyways i developed some anxiety problems from that and uh they put me on paxil mm -hmm. and it worked really well and now yeah. i can't get off of it and i was wondering if you've had anyone else with uh with just some side effects from trying to get off it. It feels like I'm having, when I don't take it for two or three days, it feels like I've never obviously had a stroke, but that's yeah. the closest thing I could really Paxil, to. The, Paxil, though it is not addicting, mm -hmm. does have a very intense withdrawal syndrome associated with it. And people usually describe it as kind of a dizziness or like a coming apart kind of feeling. Imagine and, getting hit on the head with a frying pan, right. but not actually the feeling. Yeah, no, I understand. Not the pain, but the it, no, nobody can describe it too accurately. It's some kind of a neurologic event that you get as the chemicals readjust themselves. Mm -hmm. So the only way to get off it is very, very, very slowly. The only other antidepressant medication that does this and actually has a worse withdrawal syndrome is called Effexor. Okay. It, has, it has a similar mechanism to Paxil. Uh, and the effects of withdrawal syndrome is really intense. I've seen I've seen people just be sick for weeks with that one. But Paxil usually lasts only about three or four days. See, I, I tried to taper off, and I was down to five milligrams, and I just completely ended it for nine days. Yeah. I was still having it. Kept going. Really bad. Wow. And um, the, 
the real problem here is I kind of feel like a lab rat because obviously it's a new medication. Well, that's a few years old. But the, well, the two psychiatrists that I had both had no knowledge of these symptoms, so I was so scared I thought I had something really. Of wrong. the side effects, you mean? Well, here's the Dan. I, I'm a chief of medicine at a psychiatric hospital. Oh, wait, wait, wait. big deal. Wait, wait, Me wait. Too. No, wait. So because of that, whenever there's a medical problem associated with these medicines, I'm the one that has to go see it. So I've seen this a lot. Yeah. Well, and and before guys, it was ever described, I was seeing this darn thing, and so. People, a lot of people don't know this happens, and it's it's not everybody that gets it either. You're, what you're describing is the worst I've ever heard, though. So it's horrible. And yeah. let me tell you something, Dan, and let me give you my credentials. I once won a plaque from Farrell's for eating something called a pig's trough. And you eat weeds. Yes. <laughs> and I did eat is, weeds is that his when high I was horse? in junior high. It's Adam's high horse. I, I thought like I that. had a mule. Uh, Dan, listen, i, I got to ask you a quick question. Go. Your brother was missing for three days. Three days. You got yourself onto this medication because of the anxiety of his, him him being gone. Yeah, Post-traumatic well, stress. Post-traumatic. I, I tried to be really manly about it, and I pushed it all into my subconscious, I uh-huh. And then I couldn't sleep, and I also couldn't have, like, a simple conversation with even a loved one or a close friend. Uh-huh. Without, like, having to, you know, feel like fleeing. All right, but Dan, do you figure you were going to crack anyway? No. I'm like, no, you don't think the, it was just... This is really, these things are really biological It's the brother thing. It, it, the oh, totally. post-traumatic stress is almost like a circuit that opens up in the brain. You, you really, I don't believe there's a lot of good psychological treatment for that. The medication is really good for that. And I'm a big believer in psychological treatment. Uh-huh. So as long as the drug companies are making a money. Oh, you're a, j- so, you're a jackhole. <laughs> you're not just an asshole. Drew, are you saying that... Uh, a-hole, excuse me. Can I say that? that? Are you saying that the medication <laughs> was the right thing to do? I uh, absolutely. But I think what you're going to have to do is go down much, much more slowly. You're going to have to go to 10 milligrams, stay on that for a couple months. I'm on five, five a day now. Stay on it for a couple months. I go to five every other day. And uh, find a psychiatrist who's had some experience with this. You might want to write the drug company. They may have some uh, research they could provide for I'd you. I'd love to give the names of these psychiatrists on the air. No, 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 just no. Just kidding. No, okay. No. Good luck, Dan. Thanks a lot for your help. Yeah. David. Yeah, how's it going? Hey, you're on Love Line. Um, well, I've been going out with my girlfriend for five months. Mm-hmm. And last Thursday, we both lost our virginity to each other. Uh-huh. Okay, um, but basically, when I make out with a girl... This is basically for Dr. Drew, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't worry, Adam will comment. <laughs> I know. Um, well, basically, when I make out with a girl, and they, like, you know, kind of fill up on me, it takes a long time for me to get an erection. Mm-hmm. And, um, last Thursday, we, like, kind of rushed into having sex, because we were both, like, anxious to do so. Mm-hmm. But, um... We we had sex for like a long long time, but neither of us had an um, an orgasm. Uh huh. And um, I got limp like twice during it. Mm-hmm. And we you know we we ended it and like because she was like really tired because she was on top and then I tried to go on top but I got tired and we just you know it just didn't happen you know. What's your question? My question is why. This is the you first know? time. Yeah. That's why. That's why. I mean, cause I'm kind of scared. Like next time, you know. No, no. Let me well, tell you. you. You will have problems if you keep being as frightened as you've been and, and as anxious about it. But Adam's going to give you the words of truth. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 worst, the worst times for sex is the first time you have sex and the last time you have sex. You throw those out, everything in between is pretty good. You, you know what I'm saying, David? Uh-huh. You'll have a little better time the next time, a little better time the next time, and then you'll start getting into your groove. Then you'll start thinking you're invincible. That's when the prostate kicks in. Okay. All right, so don't worry about it. It's a first-time thing. Okay. You, you real, real know, calm. it's lucky one on that long the first time. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, good. Usually it's just the limpness. Is yeah, it kept on going down. It was like... Really but that's real common, real common. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, thanks. No, good luck to you there, David. Jonathan. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, you're on Loveline. All right. Um, I was just saying that uh, you made a comment earlier about how guys don't like to be asked out. Right. And uh, I think that's completely untrue because... I think it's way easier for a girl to come up to me and just ask me out, you know what I'm saying? Because that way I don't have to do, go through any of the effort or nothing. They do all the work. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then uh, on the first date, they come and pick you up. Hell yeah. Right. back to their room and they do all the work. They do all the work. Right. This is why women should not ask guys out. Why is that? I, I mean... Jonathan, but let me tell you, honestly, yeah, Heather Locklear comes up and asks you out, you're in. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Right, straight up. Right, but... When a girl asks you out, what you what you do is you go, okay, she wants to go out. Now I'm going to check her off on the list. I'm going to put her in the wants to go out with Jonathan category, uh-huh. and I'm going to keep my eyes open for and see what else comes along because I know I got her. Right. I mean, doesn't that kind of happen? Oh yeah. As a guy, don't you you know? As a guy, you are the cheetah. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? You want to stock your prey a little bit, and then you want to pounce on it. Am I right? I got you. I got you. You don't want the prey to come up and jump in your mouth. Yeah, but I mean that's like a quick go right there, dude. Yeah, see, you start you start making this you start making snap judgments about a girl when she comes up and a- asks you out. You think you can sleep with her that that night and all sorts of stuff, right? Well, not necessarily that night. Right. I mean, well, you know she wants you. Know what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to tell. I'm, I'm trying to warn women here, Jonathan. Yeah. All right. All right, I got you, man. All right. I late. All right. Mahalo, and we'll be back. Hello. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. Well, now, two of the most common New Year's resolutions are A, get your life organized, and B, start a business. And you can now do both quickly at LegalZoom.com. I love these guys. I've actually used them myself for setting up a will for someone, for setting up a corporation. Getting your life organized starts with a last will and testament or living trust from LegalZoom. It's easy. It's inexpensive. And you'll protect your assets, your family, and get peace of mind. B, start a business. LegalZoom can help you launch your dreams and save you a ton of time and money. LegalZoom has helped over a million businesses, and LegalZoom gets the job done right. Nine out of ten customers would recommend the service to their friends and family. Why? Because they get personalized, affordable protection quality. Maybe that's why they earned an A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. I know I recommend them. LegalZoom's step-by-step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. LegalZoom is not a law firm but can connect you with a third-party attorney and provides you with self-help services. For special savings, enter LOVE, L-O-V-E, in the referral box at checkout. Please don't let another month go by before you take care of these things for your family and business. From wills to business formation, trademark applications, power of attorney, and even bankruptcy help. Go to LegalZoom.com. Hi, this is Chad Smith. And this is a Dave Navarro. We're from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you're listening to Loveline with... Dr. Drew. And Adam. Yeah, Corolla, there you go. <laughs> Uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. 
And as you know, last week I came up with the GAT test, the gay aptitude sex uh, test. I'm sorry, the uh, HAT test, the heterosexual aptitude test, the what test, the uh, LAT test, the lesbian aptitude test. And I'm looking to do more. But we need your help. I can't do it alone. You just need to do suggestions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if you want to write down a couple of things to accompany your suggestion... Those will be taken into consideration, but go ahead and uh, fax those in, 310-854-4455, and uh, I'll give you credit for it. Put your name on it, and I'll do a whole test on it, and you'll be uh, immortalized. Kate E. <laughs> Katie? Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Um, yeah, um, my question is, like, what kind of restraining orders and stuff you can get? Because my stepdad, like, physically and mentally abuses me, and same with my mom. But oh my, God. my mom just, like, had his baby, and so he, she's, like, kind of attached to him, and she knows he does it to me, and he knows, like, all this bad stuff. She, like, knows, and there's, like, nowhere I can go. And so is there, because my dad, like, left me, and my grandparents really don't have room for me. So um, is there, like, anywhere, I, like, a restraining order I could kind of get to, like, make him not home when I'm home? And like, no, no, no. Unfortunately, not. No. Uh, uh, What's like, physic? What do you mean by physically abuse? Well, like he throws me against the wall. Like if I get mad at him, and like if I'm talking on the phone, and he wants me to get off, he'll like grab the phone, hang it up, and slam me against the bookshelf that's by it. Okay, but it's no weird sex stuff. No, I'm not sexually abused. Okay. But um, like my mom and I were gonna leave him and find a place to stay, and. He grabbed my mom and threw it on the stairs, so I think she's scared to leave him. This guy is an asshole. Can I say that? You certainly can, Drew. Well, you know, this is a better time than ever before in history uh, to do something about guys like this. Than ever before in history? Yeah. What are you going to say? What, the Copper Age was a better time for this? Of course, Drew. I mean, with the whole OJ thing, I mean, maybe six months ago was a better time in history than it is now. But I mean, this stuff, these issues of abuse. Well, the problem is. Have been brought to light. Yeah, I mean, certainly people are more sensitive to them, but the systems that that help deal with these sort of things tend to be quite overloaded. And so it's not always the most satisfactory thing for the person who's being uh, abused. Like a situation like this might be difficult to document, prove that something like this is happening. And so they like, really have to have a lot of proof in order to, to intervene. Pictures would be good, writing down everything that's happened. You need, you need to call the Child Protective Services or the Department of Social Services. Do you have a number? Uh, if yeah, Let me give you a... Yeah, you, you should keep a diary, too, shouldn't she? Yeah, I have a diary. Here's the number you can call, and they will refer you to someone in your area. It's 1-800-522-8336. 1-800-522-8336. Okay. Okay? And Katie, do, about all, and then, like, I, I would definitely not just take this. You need to do something about this. Well, like, what happens if, like, he goes in jail, but then he comes out? Look. Then could I get a restraining order against him? Sure. I mean, if there's some reason that, that you should have that. But as it is, you're not an emancipated minor, so you need to be with somebody. I mean, the, what, the, 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 I guess the most that would happen is they'd take you out and put you in a foster home. Okay. Okay. And your mom wants to get away from this guy too. Probably. I mean, maybe social services could help her do that and, and sort of help help her figure out and make plans on how that could be a reality. Okay. okay. Is this does this guy drink? Kind of. Is that when he's it's doing not, this? It's not an alcohol problem. It's just he's just an asshole. Okay. All right. It's an asshole related problem. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Here's here's what I would do. I, I would. Did she just hang up? Oh, I boy. guess. 
That's bad. That's not good. That's right. Yeah, because, like, I heard dogs, dogs barking, barking, which meant, like, maybe someone came in or right. something. Right. <sighs> Although, I, I would give this piece of advice to anybody who's living with uh, a person that's twice the size they are, who drinks a little bit, and who is an a-hole. Um, Stay out of their way. Stay out of their way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for a while. Avoid it. I mean, buy yourself some time. It, ain't, it isn't right. Yeah. It isn't right that this guy comes in your home and, uh, you know, acts like Genghis Khan. But on the other hand, it, it, it's, it's worth it not to get killed. Yeah. You know, so I, I wouldn't uh, antagonize this guy because people do snap once in a while. Just ask OJ. Teresa. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Hi. I have a question. Um, I, um, I have like bladder infections a lot, mm-hmm. and well, every time I take a urine test, they always tell me I have a bladder infection, mm-hmm. and the medication that they give me, um, I don't like it. I flush it down the toilet because it makes me feel high and crazy. Then try a different antibiotic. Okay. Well, I don't want to go to the doctor. Why not? Because um, I was raped by a doctor, and. Um, I think they're all assholes, and I don't want to go. Tell, tell me what happened with the rape. When, when did that happen? <laughs> um, what do you want to know? I mean, that, that's a very, very unusual thing to happen. Oh, I mean, come on, Drew. Happens, no, it happens all the time. Happens, How many but... people you raped last week? <laughs> Seriously, happens, but, be honest. But it's very, very unusual reality. I'm just curious to know what happened. I was in the hospital for anorexia, uh-huh. and um, they like took me out and put me in, in like a room to hook me up to some machines and stuff. Right. And um, he kept me there for two days. Raping you? Yeah. How old were you? I was um, 14 or 15. Uh, and what happened to the doctor? Nothing. Why not? Because I didn't tell anybody. Well, how did he do that? I mean, the, the hospitals are, are well patrolled. I mean, This was a um, state facility uh-huh. in um, another state. <sighs> Teresa. That sounds terrible. Teresa. Yeah. Don't don't you think you have to you have to tell somebody? Well, I I know, but because it, not only is it going to screw with you the rest of your life, he might, but he might this mess guy, up. oh, obviously that's that's yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a notion; it's not a wild hair you get up your ass to right. go out and rape someone. Just like these fathers that molest people, it's never right. one kid, and right. then they knock it off. Ah, uh, they they you know they, like they wanted they wanted to snack on one boy, but that that was about it. Then their right. sa- their appetite was satisfied. They right. do it to fifty right, right. until they get caught. Right. So. Teresa, I think you owe it to yourself and whoever else may go into that facility or has already gone through that facility to get together. And you and if you find out on most of these cases, once somebody pipes up, other, of other people, people start coming absolutely. forward. Absolutely, Teresa. Real important to do that. Also, it gives you a chance to really uh, call out for help and get going on getting over this well, thing. Well, I, 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 um, this isn't this isn't like the first time this has happened to me. So I just feel like I, uh. Yeah, but people that do rape other people have an uncanny ability to, to cull out victims. They they can almost sense it. I don't know what it is. They can, they can see a victim across the room. They know with whom they can get away with this crap with. Right. And I don't know and, what and it, it is. it could happen again. What what happened? What was the other instance of rape? Um, well, my stepdad. That started at a young age probably. Yeah, when I was five. Right, and that's when the eating, that's why the eating, eating disorder kicked in later on. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Oh, and then so you go to the clinic for the eating disorder and get yeah. raped there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, listen, Teresa, 
Uh, have you been able to have a relationship? No, 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 uh-uh, no, not even close. Yeah, I mean, this this is going to be one of those sort of tear down and start from scratch kind of yeah. things. I mean, you, you you basically spent you know the beginning part of your life getting getting screwed over literally and figuratively, and you're just going to have to tear it all down and 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 sort of climb the mountain again. I mean, it's going to be real tough, but it's you really your only option, and it can be done. I mean, people they do do it. Yeah, Drew, don't give that look. They do it. People do it. It's just a lot of work. But, I mean, think about it. How old are you, Drew? 37. 37. Teresa, you're how old? 22. If you get to work on this stuff, you will definitely be... Uh, if you can get it under check in her 20s and then go on from there. Certainly you can be a lot, lot better than you are if you're willing to go through some very heavy and unpleasant experiences. Well, Drew, what kind of advice is... What are you saying? What are you telling her to do? I'm saying to 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 pick her head up out of the sand and to begin to address these terribly painful experiences that she's hiding from. Yeah, but you seem like you're and, not really for it. No, I am really for it. I am I, really, really for it. But I, I've been with lots of cases like this, and I know it's very difficult for them. It takes a lot of time. You have to subject yourself to a lot of structure and a lot of unpleasant confinement, too, Teresa. Teresa. And I, I know, and I bet, let me guess, Confinement is the worst thing in the world for you, right? Yeah. Right. And that's what you need to learn how to tolerate is confining not just yourself physically but emotionally and containing those feelings. Teresa, have you done any work? Yeah. What have you done? Well, I've been in like five different rehabs, mm. and I'm in a 12-step program now. And right. I mean... But that's for the manifestation of the well, problem, no, which is the that, booze and her, the drugs, that's her second, right? That's right. probably your second diagnosis, and that one's got to be brought under control before the other stuff can be right. dealt and with. I, I mean, I am in therapy, but it's like every time I go to therapy and I say, okay, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, I'm going right. to tell him all, all right. the stuff that happens, and nothing ever comes Teresa, out. you got to yeah. make us this promise. Make us this pledge tonight that you'll go in and you will be honest with your therapist, okay? At least do that. That's a great first step forward because it sounds like you've got more going on already in terms of treatment than the average person with your history. So you've got what it takes to go forward. Take the next big step, okay? Yeah, good luck, Teresa. And a lot of people are that way with therapy, which is sort of they don't, I, they don't do it. Right? It's ironic. That, that, that's what I was getting at, and that's the kind of stuff that that's been my experience. Of this they can't make that next step in actually doing the work. Right. Going to the therapist and sitting in there for 50 minutes, God forbid they should give you an actual hour for what you pay for, but going in there and sitting for 50 minutes and not telling them what the root of the problem is, that you're raped for Christ's sake, more than once, is like saying, yeah, I go to the gym three days a week, but I read I a magazine right, right. each time. Exactly. I'm going to take my car into the mechanic, but I'm and, not going to tell him what's, what the symptom and, and is. I'm not going to tell him what's and, wrong. And, and indeed, going to the gym is almost there, right? You're almost working out. Maybe someday you will work out. Well, you go to the gym. You're getting, used to the, you're getting used to the structure. And when people say to you, do you go to the gym? Yeah. You go, oh, yeah, I go. Sometimes five days a week. Hey, you better watch. <laughs> Boy, you sure are fat for someone who goes to the gym five days a week. Yeah, you got to come clean with these people. And believe me, there's nothing to be ashamed of because that's why you're there. They make their money. They they love to hear this stuff. That means like another five years of, of once a week, maybe even twice a week for them. They'll go out and buy themselves a, a motorhome when they hear this. And we'll be back. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. Hey, 
Drew. Yo, Mike. The first Mike and Dr. Drew podcast of 2014. Good one. It was a good one. The greatest Italian ever. And in... uh, your friend that is in the Alan Thicke video? Emily Ratchkowski. Yeah. Emily, is that her name? Oh, okay. yeah. We yeah. talk about her. And, yeah, you talked and, a lot about her. And the photographer. Terry Richardson. That's yep. right. And we talk about Shia LaBeouf sucking. Oh, yeah. Britney Spears. No, Britney Spears and her mental illness. It's all right there for you at the Mike and Dr. Drew podcast only on Podcast One. Well, we're back here on the Love Line, and the One Nut Wonder, Engineer Mike, is moving to the grooving in the next room and urinating on something. <laughs> Let me give the phone a wrap. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, the fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew, and she is Nicole. Nicole, you're on Love Line. Hi, Adam, and hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, hey. Nicole. Um, this is a really dumb question, but... Um, okay, if a guy says that you have really small lips, is that like a good thing or a bad thing? Lips, um, like... No, 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 don't go there. I, it's too late. I already went there. I'm there. And now i got to get out. I'm trapped. I'm trapped in the vagina. <laughs> Nicole, you're talking about lips on your face? Yeah. Oh. Depends on the context in which the comment was made, right? Now, small mouth. Now, that's a compliment. <laughs> because that makes your penis look big. But some, But sometimes guys don't know what to say, and so that's just something that... To just say something, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I wouldn't normally take it, considering women are, are paying to have uh, collagen shots in their lips and things like that. And, oh, who Drew, knows, I look, knows, right, don't give me had. that look. Nicole, we don't want to give you a complex. Okay. But uh, hair lip is not a compliment. <laughs> Why? What happened? Well, I've been, like, this guy, like, I met, like, a couple years ago. I've been, like, writing him for, like, a really long time and stuff, and... And, like, we've been, like, talking on the phone a lot lately. Uh-huh. What, what prison is he in? What? Which prison is he in? He's not in prison. Well, why are you writing him? Because he's, like, a friend of mine. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I don't know, I, like, kissed a bunch of my letters that I've written him and stuff, and so I was talking to him, like, earlier tonight, and he's all, you have really small lips, and I'm all, oh, okay. And so, like, I want to know if that's, like, a good thing or a bad thing, because, like, I like him and everything. And All right, tell me it's a real small Pepe. What? Nicole. Yeah? Should we call him and ask him? No. <laughs> I'm going to stop posing that in the form of a uh, question. I'm going to start demanding that we call people because I'm yeah. O for about 30. Yeah. Uh-uh, I don't want to call him. Yeah. you just rather write him? Yeah. Shall I write him a letter and ask him what he meant? <laughs> no. All right, Nicole. Yeah? I'm sure you're quite lovely and have nothing to worry about. Okay. All right? Okay. I'm sure he meant it as a compliment. Okay. Teenage guys can be kind of retarded. Indeed. Yeah, they can. They can. You don't, you don't have to be a teenager to be a retarded guy either. Oh no, they, no. They, they haven't cornered the market on male retardedness. Yeah, guys say stuff like, "Hey, your ass isn't that wide," and they mean it as a compliment. <laughs> hey, you got hair just like that girl Shirley Hemphill from from Good Times. <laughs> I can hardly see your mustache. Yes, guys, they try to be... Actually, oftentimes when guys try to be complimentary. You give a better blowjob than anybody I've ever been with, and that's a lot of people. True. what are you doing? Communicating with Ann. Oh, okay. And what, are you, what are you taking there? Okay, here we go. Brett. Hello. Hey, you're on Love Line. You guys remember me? 
Well, yeah, you remember us? Yes, I always listen to you guys. Okay. Anyways, I was the one that called that uh, my boyfriend's in jail and with uh, hepatitis C. Right. Oh, yes. I do remember you. Yeah. Well, anyways, I went to uh, the blood donors on uh, a Monday or something like that. And um, I was going to donate some blood, and they did all the tests and interview and all that nonsense. And then they took me into to a physical, and they asked me some questions to see if I was considered a high-risk individual. And they asked me, have you ever sold yourself on the street corner uh, for sex? And have you ever um, uh, had an operation uh, or blood transfusion for hemophilia? Um, have you ever used intravenous drugs illegally? Have you ever heard of Haiti? <laughs> A whole bunch of uh, stuff like that. And the very last question that they asked was, have you ever had sex with a man after 1977? Mm -hmm. And, of course, I was proud of that, and I said yes. Not proud that I had sex with a man, just proud that, you know, I'm gay. Anyways, and... How is that um, different? I, I, I don't know. I think part of being proud to be gay is being proud to have sex with men, isn't it? No. Well, what, what's the gay part, then? Well, we have really good fashion sense. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And you guys are clean. Very clean. All right, Brad. So you're proud to be gay. <laughs> Anyways, so um, the the when I said this, uh, the interviewer, her face dropped, and, and she says, I'm sorry, but we can't let you donate blood because you're considered a high-risk individual. Wow. And... I don't know about you, but I'm. I feel as if I'm being discriminated against. I feel very offended. I have not had sex with anybody for a year and a half. The last time I got tested for HIV, I tested negative, and that was back in August mm -hmm. of last year. Um, I've I've been very careful about who I get involved with, and I always always practice safe sex. And um, that's if I ever get into sex. So, you know, I. I guess so. You're being uh, pigeonholed, yeah. Just because and, you pigeonholed a couple of guys, <laughs> but it, but because you personally are safe and, and know that you are, doesn't mean that any anybody walking in there will necessarily report accurately. Their right, behavior. I understand that. But what what's to keep the FDA to say well? Because black people, uh, most black people have sickle cell uh, uh, anemia. What you know, they can't donate blood. So every black person that comes into a donate uh, a donor or or wants to donate their organs, they're automatically uh, blackballed. Not not a pun intended, of course. No, but you did work both the things into the same same phrase. Uh, listen, what Drew's saying and and what they're saying, and not not that it's right, is you get categorized, and that's how it works. It's like with auto insurance. You know, I haven't had an accident. And uh, or one may not have had an accident, one may not have had a ticket, but you you live in a certain area code or a zip code, and it costs more right. because other people in that zip code have gotten their car stolen or vandalized, or if you're in a certain age group, right. or if you're male, you know what I'm saying, or if you drive a four wheel, you could drive a four wheel drive car, never go off road, and be the safest driver in the world, but you drive a four wheel drive car. It's right. not based on you. It's based on the car. Right. Right. But if you're over 60 and trying to apply for certain kinds of medical insurance, you're, you are definitely discriminated against because right. you're a risk. That's, you're, that's you're right. Not because you have a disease, but because you're a risk. And that's the way society goes. They don't have well, time the, to evaluate everybody right. based on their own merits, unfortunately, Brett. They just they take 
evaluations, they make numbers, they get percentages, they crunch the numbers, and boom, they come out with these statistics. And if you fall into that group, then you get the good and the bad that comes with it. And See, unfortunately, I, you're getting the bad. I, I think you would you would find this kind of thing more highly scrutinized if it somehow affected your access to things you had a right to. Mm-hmm. This is this is you want to donate and help out, and they're saying thank you for thank you for thinking of us, but you know. Just as if you were on medication or if you had recent hepatitis or you had other risks out there, mm-hmm. uh, they appreciate it, but no thank you. On the other hand, if you were applying for a job, uh, there would be a totally different situation, right? Right. Yeah, not letting you give blood isn't really discrimination. Not sucking the thing that gives you life out of your body is not really discrimination. Well, un- 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 freeze anyways, so... Pardon me? It's antifreeze anyways. But it certainly, it certainly must, it must though, sort of uh, kindle some feelings that uh, you encounter ever elsewhere in society. Right. It's just, it just, it's more overt. It, yeah. A lot of the stuff is sub, subvert and covert. Right. Your blood's not good enough. Christine. Yeah? You're on Loveline. Um, hi, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that if you smoke marijuana before having sex, then it, like, boosts your sex drive. And I was wondering if that was true. Basically not. Uh, again, some people get a rather euphoric experience from marijuana, and it might might do something for them. And some people get relaxed by it, and to the extent that, that anxiety is contrary or counteracts normal sexual functioning, decreasing anxiety might be helpful. But many people get paranoid, and kind of things don't work as well on pot. So for the most part, it is not good. For the most part. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give your, give, well, you, yeah, you, you, can, you can provide some anecdote if you want. I am. I am. A uh, couple of things. First, the whole marijuana thing reminds me that uh, Friday night I was watching 2020 or Smartline or whatever the hell's on. One of those uh, news shows right, at ten good. o'clock because I have no life, and they were talking about they uh, interviewed uh, they interviewed uh, Van Adder and uh, what's the other detective who uh, did the Simpson case. Anyway, uh, yeah. it, it turns out that uh, O.J. had uh, traces of uh, marijuana in his blood. And they kept talking about, oh, so he had drugs in his system. And I, I can't stand the way it's stigmatized that way. Marijuana. Yeah, because if O.J. went home and had himself uh, a six-pack, you would never hear about it. And it would it'd be... No, yeah, you, uh, no, no, yeah, you would. If he was loaded... If it was in his blood and he was, you know, over uh, .08 right. when he was on the crime or about the time of the crime, that you might have heard about it. But that's not what they were talking about. Right. They were just talking about the fact that he had smoked pot right. or, or was participating in that. And, and, and it's real stigmatized because now he's a drug user because it's illegal. And it's it's and it's the people who never smoke they don't understand what the hell's going on. I I think he's innocent now. By the way, <laughs> yes, I think he's innocent because he had marijuana in his system. And and anyone who smoked marijuana before knows there's no way you could pull off a crime like that, especially with the time involved. I yeah, mean, but, what it took him hey, forty five minutes to get from Nicole's condo back to his place. I, I Wouldn't have taken eight minutes. So he would have stopped at a Dairy Queen, but, but on the way home. I know, but the most common combination right now is marijuana speed. Uh-huh. Marijuana speed alcohol, really. I just call it one drug, speed marijuana alcohol, because that's what a lot of people are doing. Right. So it, it leaves that door still open. I so think. we're saying... Uh, I think it, it's a speed thing. It's just such well, a Well, how long does speed stay in your system? Some people, it's out in 12 hours. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, plus if he had done something and, you know, knew he'd be sort of scrutinized, he may have stopped using for a couple of days. Okay, wait. Can I ask you one more question? <laughs> Whatever your question was. So here's my answer to that. If marijuana 
it heightens your your uh, sensitivity and it turns you on, mm-hmm. then it's an aphrodisiac. And if it makes you paranoid, and you think your grandparents are busting in the room every time the cat, you know, walks by the door, okay. then don't do it. It's whatever it is to you. Okay. All right. And can I ask you one more question? Yeah. Um, like, don't you kind of get annoyed, like, when people keep asking you questions and and then you always have to give answers? Don't you kind of want to give out your like questions to people? I don't know. Me a- ask my questions? Yeah. All right. Why are you asking me this? Because I don't know. I've always sat here like listening to Loveline. I'm like, well, I kind of thought they they like in therapy after listening to all these people tell them. I mean, we would need to go out and and, and do something to help help us ourselves out. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny. I mean, it's like everybody with all with every job. It's like Dr. Drew. How can you go to work each day? You see people that are dying. Yeah. You 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 see people that have cancer. You ram your forefinger up uh, old people's rectums. I mean, how can you do it day in and day out? You're asking me that. Yeah, I'm asking you. Um, no, I'm not asking. It's actually rhetorical. But it's yeah. like, how does an ambulance driver? How does a right. fireman deal with? How does right. whoever deal with whatever there, they there do? There's great satisfaction in being able to help people to being the, the to the best of one's capability and to the best of what's available and to do a good job and to have people benefit from it even if the outcome is not what you wish mm-hmm. uh, it's still very gratifying and i'm here for the money love line love line, love line. the phone number for love line is 1-800-LOVE-191 All right now, buddy. Winter weather is upon us. Roads are closed. Flights are canceled. I've been stuck at airports way more than I want to think about. But while I'm there, I can use our friends from GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix to use their powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate online, whether I'm using a phone, iPhone, iPad, computer, laptop, no matter what, no matter where, no matter what the weather is like. And you can sign up for GoToMeeting. You've heard us talk about these guys. We use them all the time. Ironically, if we're going to do business with somebody else, we use GoToMeeting. And in GoToMeeting, you get real-time, high-definition video conferencing, and you can throw up one another's documents and work on each other's documents while you're having your electronically face-to-face meeting. So no matter where you are, you can be instantly connected. Sign up, GoToMeeting, from your computer or mobile device. Share screens, collaborate. We rely on GoToMeeting all the time. And like I said, when I've been stuck, and I was stuck in New York last week, and I was stuck in the airport, GoToMeeting is always there. So start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting, G-O-T-O, GoToMeeting.com today. Click the Try It Free button and use the promo code LOVELINE. That is GoToMeeting.com, promo code LOVELINE. Meeting is believing. We're back, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. The name of the show is Loveline Ryan. Hello. Hey. Um, how you guys doing? You guys, are, you guys are great. You know, you guys crack me up a lot every night. <laughs> how you doing? We're all right. What's going on? Um, well, see, I'm about about five three, five four, and about 110 pounds, and I'm a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. See, and you know, I don't have many friends, and. You know, I like to meet girls and stuff, but see, they they look at me and they think I'm a shrimp 
but you know, actually, you know, I, I've got a pretty big penis. Mm-hmm, you know, I'll tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But I want the girls somehow to know that mm, we're tiring. You have a large penis. Oh no, but you know, I'm not a little wimp. You know, and and I just kind of want to know how to. You know, how can I meet girls? How can I? You know. Uh, next time you see one, could you try jumping on her head and humping her ear? All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I mean, don't don't. Like a monkey? I don't think that's acceptable to them. Oh really? Oh, okay. Well, I. Ryan, do you, what, what do you mean you don't have a lot of friends? What's the I'm, problem? You know, at lunchtime, for me, usually it's, it's cafeteria time, you know. And there's not many, you know, I'm kind of like a loner. Why? Okay. It's, uh, I'm, I don't know how to say hi. You know, I don't have to be in groups. All right, Ryan. Yes. Listen, I, you're probably making a bigger deal out of not being big than you should. Because when I was in high school, and I couldn't figure out why, but most of the little guys did do better with the women. And when I mean, we had, um, who the hell did we have in here the other day? I'm picturing, uh, what's his name from Phantom of the Paradise? Uh, Paul John, William. Paul William. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this guy's dwarf, but I'm sure he gets tons of women. You know, it, eventually it's the size of your character in, in your pocketbook that's going to decide. <laughs> but but more, I, Ryan, more than... So maybe I should spend some money on him? No, no, Ryan. No, no. Mo- okay. more, than, more than talking to girls, I would think you ought to work on developing a, a supportive peer network, some friends. Uh-huh. And if you have friends and you begin to develop some esteem in their eyes, at least, at least they help you build some esteem, then it will be a lot easier to begin to talk to girls, and you will also have ways of meeting girls because you'll have friends who have friends. And uh, I think that's really where you need to put your focus, although certainly at your age it's normal to be focused on uh, wanting to talk to girls, make friends. Yeah, and Ryan, just don't worry about the size thing so much. Things will fall into place. Everyone has their own little awkward disability, as it were, in high school, and you'll get past it. This is Love Line. On Radio Station. All righty, let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, the fax number. 310-854-4455. Still waiting for some suggestions for the new list, the blank aptitude test. I will write it up. I will give you credit for it. So people can write in or fax in or whatever in. Whatever in. And, and if it's and good. And come up with a test. And come up with a test. They, they don't have to come up with the questions. Just the title. Just, just the type the, of test. That is a right, clever Drew. test. I yeah. will flesh it out. All right. I will put my team of comedians, uh, of comic writers. And statistical. And statistical statistic takers. <laughs> statisticians right. out there, my minions, right. which I have spread out all over the country. Right. We'll get the data back to the home base, which is my apartment, nah. and we will formulate a test. And until then, Sean? Hello. Hi, You're Sean. on Loveline. Hi, Dr. Drew. Adam Carolla. Hey, hey, what's going on? Good. Um, I'm having a problem. Um, I, actually, it just happened, like, uh, la- last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was sitting at my desk playing a computer game and I was on the phone with a friend at the same time and I just I got very disorientated and I just fell to the floor and I don't know how I got there it's just like I was total blacked out or All right. something. tell me about the disorientation did you were you aware that you kind of were confused no it's 
or were you did your friend just tell you you started talking nonsensically or what how do you no, know you're... no i mean they didn't even know about it um until you know after describe already... to me what you mean by disoriented it's like um a dizzy feeling a dizzy feeling yeah and then you were on the floor and you woke up on the floor um yeah i woke up on the floor staring at the floor mm-hmm. i'm and... thinking tumor do you know how long you were down for oh like three or four seconds probably do you remember hitting the floor um, no, I don't. Okay. Have you ever had anything like this before? Um, the last time I felt this sensation was like when somebody, you know, beat the crap out of me in school. Mm-hmm. So it was a long time ago. But you were, you were knocked unconscious at one time in your life. Um, How old were you then? I, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly when it happened. Okay. And so have you it had, was a long time ago. Any other head injuries? Um, no. Nah. Any medications? Mm-mm. Any other medical problems? Okay, you, it's very... Anyone download any porn to you? That'll <laughs> no, do Adam. it. Okay. Well, that's, that's Adam's experience each and every time. Uh, ha- this is actually, Sean, not a trivial problem, and you need to get yourself to a doctor. Don't drive a car until you've done so. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's lots of possibilities for why this could have happened, but certainly prominent amongst them has got to be seizure. Okay, right. maybe when you were hit on the head, got a little scar, a little something from, from that back well, whenever, and there's a seizure focus now. It could be something with your heart rhythm. It could be your blood pressure. It could be a lot of different things, but it needs to be evaluated right away. Right. I I um, I've I was to the doctor a while ago, and I had a physical, and I, and they found I was just fine. So yeah, but they uh, didn't but give th- you a CAT scan. Right. You need you need a CAT scan, an EEG, a Holter monitor. These sort. Of, somebody needs to have a, a monitor of your heart rhythm over a period of time. You need to get a brainwave study. You need to get an imaging of your head, MRI, something like that. Okay. Uh, and, the, and this is a physical. It would have a different focus than this. Well, one. I, I, the only thing I can say is I do have a lot of stress. I understand, and so. you know, it could be nothing, but it's very important to get evaluated. Certainly, don't drive a vehicle until you do. Okay. Okay. All right, All right. Sean. All right. Thanks. Good luck. All right. Hey, am I am I talking too much? You're getting that I'm driving on the freeway look in your eyes. Oh me? Yeah. No, I'm just I, I'm I'm I, I know a certain illness awaits me i i know i'm gonna get sick yeah i'm getting sick that's why i i want to apologize to uh all the uh listeners here in la and the affiliate stations for having such a horrible show i no no you're not having a bad show you've got that that look in your eye like you're you're listening too much to me i'm used to you not listening to me well you know it is it is surreal because for years i would listen to this show before i was on this show so sometimes if i don't look at the good doctor and i just hear his voice I'll drift off, and I'll be driving down the 405 hearing his voice, so saying, fine. I wish I could get on that goddamn show. <laughs> now I'm here, and I wish I was back on the 405. John. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hey, what's up, Adam? How's it going, doctor? Good, John. Hey, um, I had a question about marijuana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, about December of last year, I started smoking out, and I've smoked out maybe like maybe seven or eight times since then. Mm-hmm. So they've all been spaced out, like, within, you know, maybe two weeks apiece. Mm-hmm. And last time I spoke that was about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm scheduled to take a drug test, like, this week, and I was wondering how long is that um, THC going to stay in my body for? A them? urine test? It's urine and blood, I think. Where, yeah. where, where are you applying for a job? Um, it's going to be, like, at a hospital, I guess. Yeah, it'll be a urine test. Not, not a hair test, though, huh? No. It's just, it's just a, a lot of government agencies uh, do, and banks do hair. I mean, like if you have a bad part or a bad rug, no, no, like takes a hair to analyze it. But uh, really, yeah. Now, do they need to get the root in I, there? I by don't the know. Way? I don't know. It's a good question. I need to know more about hair analysis. I really don't know much about it. I got to take because I don't use it. I use urine, urine screens all the time. Well, sure. Who doesn't? But they'll pull <laughs> the hair out, 
And will they look at I it, or will they, they dip it, it into something? No, they have to dismantle it. It has to be denatured. And then they out of it, they pull out residua of what was in your system weeks ago. Now, could they take the hair from my ass and put it under? Uh, bring it down a little, a little different. It's a little different. I know there's an abundance there. but There uh, certainly is. I'd like to donate it, actually. Uh, John, you will not have any problem, I suspect. It's really the people that smoke every day for long periods of time that will have it sometimes in their urine for weeks on end. Mm-hmm. But somebody that just smoked a couple of times, a couple of weeks gone, it's not going to be there. Hey, and you know what? I, you know, all right, let me give you my, I'm getting on my. And, and, and by the way. What? John does not have a problem with marijuana. No, he right? does not. And, and this, this is not a big deal, and the hospital is not looking for people like John, really. They want to know yeah. somebody who has trouble stopping. Well, if they find THC in his blood, then no, they could. No, no, they won't. They, they won't, though. They're not. It's not that kind of a screen they're doing. They're looking for people that are have trouble giving it up for the weekend when they know the test is on Monday. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, you're saying you're right, all, we've had callers like They're that. only looking for a guy who, like, coughs a mouthful of pot smoke in their they're, face while he's are, filling out the application? Really, those types of screens are more conservative screening out addiction. Well, what do you mean more concerned? I, well, mean, I mean, you are, certainly don't want bad... If they find THC in the guy's blood, then they find it in his blood. I just, It's going to be a urine test. Well, they find it in his urine, they find it in his urine. Right, but they're not going to a guy that uses like this. They're going to find it in a guy that has trouble stopping what for the weekend. He, what if he smoked the last weekend? It's still probably okay. You mean... Even, he, even if he smoked... He'd probably, he'd probably be out in three or four days, if, if that... What if he smoked the night before? He'd be in trouble. All right. And I think that... But that, they don't want to hire somebody like that who has that kind of judgment anyway, right? Right. But, oh, yeah, but they'll hire if a guy... If you had alcohol the night before, they, well, they don't want him either. Oh, they'd hire him. No, no, they wouldn't. Oh, come no, on. They, they love the Somebody couldn't drink, no, knowing that they were having a test, a screen for work in a hospital the next day, had to drink the night before? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, but you know what? I bet that guy could fight it in court constitutionally and win. The guy who God had the THC they're, they're, in his yeah. blood couldn't fight well, it, and, and that's the, ridiculous. Well, the point is that one is illegal and one isn't, and that's what's ridiculous. Right, and and, and, and it's really the one that's legal that is far more dangerous, unfortunately. It has a greater impact on our society. We wouldn't know until we got THC into the legal realm, really, to find out what its impact would be. Oh, but its I, but impact I think, was everyone to sit home but, and watch but, bad reruns. But that's think, what it would be. But I think you're right. I think it probably alcohol would still probably be worse. You're All right. right. All right, John. All right, cool. And, right. and and don't say uh, smoke out. Say toke up. <laughs> okay. Why? Why? I don't know. Smoke out sounds a little more chronic. <laughs> said, yeah, I smoked out and then I smoked out. It sounds like a Cheech and Chong movie. It sounds like there's like nine guys in a hookah pipe and they're all lying back on pillows and some chicks fanning them. <laughs> well, wait a minute, that's not just a bad idea. Carl. Yeah. Hey, you're on Love Line. Hey, how you doing, Adam? How you doing, Drew? Carl, Good. I'm fine. All right. Uh, Adam is I'm not, not though. Adam is yeah, not. I'm getting I, sick. Even I can tell he's getting sick. Okay. I have an idea right. for your, Thanks for your uh, concern, Carl. Go ahead. Name the contest. Right. Name right. the whatever test contest. Right. All right. Here's the idea. You're too obsessed with masturbating. One is or I am. Huh? Oh, how to tell if you're too obsessed. Yeah. How to tell if you masturbate too much. The, how about uh, that? No, no, no. The, what? Yeah? we got to think of a nice aphorism for that. And some nice... Well, <laughs> ma- the mat test. The Mas- masturbatory yeah. aptitude How about test. The meat test. The, the me- masturbatory excess aptitude test. Oh, the meat test. Drew. <laughs> you don't get paid enough, Drew. All right, we'll make it the meat test. All right. All right, so find out. And this will pertain to men and women. This will be a unisex job. Right. Thanks, All right. Thanks, I'll Carl. be in with that later in the week. Thanks for that, Carl. Right. We're sending you out a um, home version of the Loveline game. All right. Yeah. Drew, what are you doing? I Look. screwed up. You still there? Hello? I screwed up. True, true, just come on. Leave this to the professionals. Chris. Yeah. Hey, you're on Love Line. Hello. Um, well, I just wanted to say 
two things. Well, one thing, and I wanted to ask a question. One thing is, uh, I think it's pretty tragic all these guys calling with all these girl problems. I just want to say, I got a girlfriend, and I think she's great. Mm-hmm. I love her to death, you know. All right. Like good stuff. True. Just like OJ, love Nicole, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm going to kill her, too. Just good kidding. Man. All right. All right, anyway. Um, <clears throat> this guy, he wrote her. He All right. Me and her have been going out for, I don't know, about three months or so. Yeah. And this guy writes her love letters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked him to stop nicely. This guy, you, he used to go out with her? No, he's not even ex or anything, just some guy who has a crush on her. Mm. And they're not obscene, and there's, like, nothing weird about it. And it's just, you know, well, other than the fact that he does it. Because I went up to him, and I asked him to stop really, really nicely. And because uh, I said I understood how could he, you know, why he liked her and all that stuff. There's a guy from school. Yeah, just some guy from school. Okay. And then... uh he said he would, I guess. He didn't really say anything. He just kind of mumbled and nodded. And then the other night, uh, he asked her to prom. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm wondering if you think it would be a horrible thing if, you know, I killed him. Not killed him, but, you know. Maimed him? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Answer would be yes. Yeah. That would be a horrible thing. <laughs> the guy's kind of pathetic, right? Yeah. And he's 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 sort of nerdy. And you're so insecure that... that that you're threatened by this guy? No, I'm not threatened by the guy. It's just, like, I wouldn't do that to somebody else's girlfriend. Yeah, but, but there's something wrong with this guy that he does that. I yeah, mean, I mean, this guy, how much chance does he have of winning your girlfriend away from you? None. None. All right. So then it's a moot and, point. And by no the way, way, I Adam, back me up on this one. Right, I would on, bet. Take, take your pants down. No, no, no listen. I bet the girlfriend, Chris's girlfriend, would think much more highly of Chris if she were, if he were to show some compassion, and you know, be, be gentlemanly about this, as opposed to oh, I'm going to kick his butt, you know, I'm going to do all this stuff. Because that, most of them, you know, they, they like to know that you'd be doing that if it were necessary. But it looks pathetic when you do it to somebody well, who really is at a disadvantage. If Chris could clearly kick the guy's butt, then she it, would pathetic. like to see some compassion. Right. She would like him to be a benevolent boyfriend. But if she thinks it might be an even match, then she's going to think Chris is a pussy. Now, does she know you could whoop this guy? Yeah, I think so. Okay, then this guy's a geek, right? Yeah. Hey, how about a compromise? How about every other letter he signs your name? <laughs> that that, that would be okay. Cyr- Cyrano. Cyrano de Geekaback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad deal. Yeah, just, you know what, in, in, unless it really bothers her, it shouldn't really bother you. If it really bothers right. her, and he then won't it stop. starts getting yeah. in the way of the relationship, yeah. and you're getting cut off from sex because she's reading this, you know, she's uh, duct-taped the uh, letter to your face, then you'll want to say something uh, and be a little more stern with the guy. All right, Chris? All right, thanks for your All right. Yeah, sometimes, uh, like we talk about, it takes it takes more effort to do nothing sometimes right. or it shows more character right, right. to do nothing everybody thinks they have to react and that's the kind of society or, we're in violence somebody or... cuts you off you got to chase them down and right. you know fly him the bird or shoot him or whatever right somebody talks to your girlfriend you got to go in there and punch him i don't want to punch him but i got to go punch him it there is a certain security in not reacting to everything because when you react to everything you're just a puppet some guy yanks your string on the highway, you, you you react this way. Your girlfriend tells you some news you don't want to hear, you react that way. You know, you just become this big marionette. And you go through your entire life, and you just get yanked one way or the other, good and bad. You know what I mean? I mean, Ed McMahon drops off $10 million, you get yanked one way. 
The dentist has to, you know, is telling you, well, you know, the IRS sends you a letter, says you owe 500 bucks, you get yanked another way. Your so, girlfriend tells you something, you get yanked a third so way. So basically nothing in life good can happen. Because no That's matter what right. happens, you're being yanked one way or another. Forget it. There's a cost to everything. We're all going to be dead soon. Let's let's not expend too much energy here. I'm saving my energy for the afterlife. Oh, I figure I'm going to re- be reincarnated, is, huh? and I'm saving up. And you'll be napping there, too. <laughs> I figure I'm going to live to 140 because all I do is nap. <laughs> you know, people go, you know, you spend uh, one-third of your life sleeping. I'm like, yeah, that's the good part. That's the part I enjoy. I'm looking, I'm looking to move it a little closer to half my well, life, quite frankly. I think you've achieved that quite nicely. Thank you, and mahalo, Drew, Mr. Achiever. Brad? Yes. What's going on? Nothing much. How you doing? Good. Uh, listen, I got a buddy of mine, best friend for two years, and I uh, just found out tonight that he's gay. He confronted me about it. He confronted you about his gayness? Yeah, we said Hey, that. I think I'm gay! <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I was uh, met these guys through a coffee shop that I work at. So I found out that they're gay, so my buddy started hanging out with them, and I guess they've been kind of doing some sexual uh, contact lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out about it. I'm kind of tripping. I was like, okay. Mm. And I feel really uncomfortable now because mm. I'm very accepting. A lot of my family has been gay, so I'm very uh, yeah. mm-hmm. good about that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know why I'm uncomfortable around him now. Right. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask him if he, if he can try to 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 uh, speculate and express what it is that's making him uncomfortable. He says he doesn't know why. I mean, is there anything, anything you can guess at? Well, in the sense of... When he confronted me about it, I didn't know how to re. I know I know how to react, but I wasn't comfortable about it because you know I talked to the guy about you know things. If I see a girl, you know, walking down the street, and I'll say, "Dude, you know, look at her or something." So it's, yeah, it's, that's it's, what I was going to say. And if you see some guy uh, mincing around in a pair of tight running shorts and uh, pink uh, Reeboks, you right. go, "Hey, look at that homo." Right? Exactly. I mean, that's the whole problem, really, with hanging out with gay people is you can't make gay jokes. Right. Well, no, and, and not like that's an important part of any relationship. I'm you're cutting into half my conversation. No, but what 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 it is cutting into is that men do share a lot about their sort of exploits and their right. desire for women and things. And That's all you got. And, right. and uh, that's why guys hang out, huh? Brad, here's what you got. <laughs> How old are you? 17. 17. Let me tell you what your conversation is divided up into. Right. Two equal parts. You're either talking about how much you want to bang some chick, or you're talking about what a homo some teacher is or something like that. That's all you got, right? Right. Sports. Yeah, you could mix some sports into that, but it's like, uh, boy, that Will Chamberlain, he sure banged a lot of chicks. Right. And what about that Richard Simmons? Yeah, I think he's gay. I mean, that's all you have. Well, the thing is, I just don't want to let him know that. See, because I'm not, you know, I'm not an ass. As far as it just changes your relationship, doesn't it? Right. And it, and this, it must really be right. I'd rather have based it upon his sex when we first started. Right. You know your limits. Right. And now, and now you've got this relationship you built, and all of a sudden, it's everything's changed. Exactly. But you're not worried I don't about want him. To let him know that he's not. You're not worried about him coming on to you. No. no. Oh, but he's, but he's worried. But he's worried is that he can't have the same kind of friendship. Everything has changed. Right. And he doesn't want. You don't want your friend to feel rejected. Exactly. But the fact is, you're not going to have the same relationship anymore. Exactly. And that's the way it is. Well, yeah, but you, you do know, your best to be his friend, but it's going to be a different kind of friend. Yeah, I don't know. I have gay friends. Yeah, and... but you, but well, do you? But but it was not. What if you found out some guy friend that you were really, you know, going out to clubs with and meeting different people with and shared sort of a, a, a united effort, and all of a sudden he goes, eh, you know what? I'm not into that anymore. I'm I'm into guys. You're talking about. 
United effort, that doesn't mean 69ing or anything, no, does no, it? No, 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 no. What are you I mean, talking you about? You guys were like, I don't know. Yeah. You know we, what I'm talking we, about. We try to uh, stop hunger together. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> or right. United effort. Well, I mean, that you would go out together, and then, but but we had the same idea in mind of what you're going out for. And oh, all right. We're going out. We're looking for some trim or something, and now oh, this yeah, guy right. turns out to be, you right. know, okay. It would change right. the relationship. Yeah, right. I guess it would. Well, that's why everyone should and if you, And if you really like the guy, you wouldn't want him to feel rejected. Right. That's what this guy's uncomfortable about. All right. Yeah, I know. It would have been, I guess I'm 31, so it's okay now. I, when I was in high school, nobody was gay back then. That was, that was dark ages, long ago. Yeah, no. Or if they were, they they kept it to themselves. So we didn't. It wasn't an issue, and it would have been weird if one of my good buddies in in, right. in my little net of friends right. turned out to be gay. I mean, I think Probably would have been weird. Reasonably enlightened about it. I mean, it's not. It's not. Oh my God, I, you know, I, I'm, I don't like this guy anymore. Oh my God, he's going to come on to me. It's oh my God, I might hurt this guy's feelings because our relationship is going to change now. Are, are you saying you're gay? <laughs> we'll be back. Love, 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 look, you go ahead. Love line, it will be right. Love line, love will be, line, she, love, love, sorry, but we don't have that kind of time. Love line will be right back. Hey, we said that. Yeah, you did. Well, now, two of the most common New Year's resolutions are A, get your life organized, and B, start a business. And you can now do both quickly at LegalZoom.com. I love these guys. I've actually used them myself for setting up a will for someone, for setting up a corporation. Getting your life organized starts with a last will and testament or living trust from LegalZoom. It's easy. It's inexpensive. And you'll protect your assets, your family, and get peace of mind. B, start a business. LegalZoom can help you launch your dreams and save you a ton of time and money. LegalZoom has helped over a million businesses, and LegalZoom gets the job done right. Nine out of ten customers would recommend the service to their friends and family. Why? Because they get personalized, affordable protection quality. Maybe that's why they earned an A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. I know I recommend them. LegalZoom's step-by-step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with a third-party attorney and provides you with self-help services. For special savings, enter LOVE, L-O-V-E, in the referral box at checkout. Please don't let another month go by before you take care of these things for your family and business. From wills to business formation, trademark applications, power of attorney, and even bankruptcy help. Go to LegalZoom.com. Hello, boys and girls. This is Daniel Ash from Love and Rockets, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. You certainly are, and here's the phone number for Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191, the fax number, 310-854-4455, and it's back to the phones we go, <laughs> what, Nick? Why do I write these things down? I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Nick? Hello? Yeah, oh, relax over there, Drew. These people know what we're talking about. Where's Adam, your magic Adam, board? Adam, yeah. yeah, where's my magic board, Ann? And I need the board. I've got to do number by number or Adam screws it up. They asked me to sort of program the calls here, and Adam just does whatever the hell he pleases. Well, yeah, Drew writes down the numbers of yeah, the calls he goes, that he wants. Quick, write some numbers down, and then you do whatever you want anyway. <laughs> so, so, Nick, what's going on? It's called passive-aggressive. It group. is indeed. Uh, I got the um, another test for you guys. It's called the fat test for fat people. <laughs> You're fat. You're overweight. <laughs> yeah. We want to find out if someone is fat. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any questions for that test? Yeah. If you if, give like twenty points, if you're over three hundred pounds. All right. <laughs> Therefore, yeah. I guess that would be fat. That'd be it? a real good one. 
All right, Nick, is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right, thank you. People think uh, in a very simplistic fashion here, you know, uh, uh, fat test, uh, give yourself 20 points if you're, if you're uh, fat. That uh, <laughs> is just good creative thinking. How about that? Uh, let me try something. Like, if we were doing, like, the thin test, if you're, like, uh, eight feet tall and uh, uh, Wait, you're, like, pounds. Uh, no, like, ten pounds, uh, uh, give yourself uh, five points. <laughs> Boy, I really feel funny now. Really? Like, yes, comparison. I feel like a creative genius. I'm like Mel Brooks. Maybe we should uh, get Nick back on the line. The old Mel Brooks, that is. Not the new uh, who stole my frickin' brain, Mel Brooks. <laughs> what happened to Mel Brooks's brain, by the way? Really should be the title of his next movie. <laughs> Mel Brooks, who stole my brain? That's that's a movie I would see. Right. I would see that documentary to find out what happened. When Mel Brooks's brain got, got swapped with someone in a mental institution. I'm guessing it was like just a little that's bit. 78. That's 78? Well, I mean, a little bit after Blazing Saddles, right. I think, is when the brain swap went down. And then we'd have to figure out what happened to the brains of the people that are letting him make, uh, you know, space balls for and stuff like that. Anyways, back to the phones we go. George! Yeah, how's it going, guys? Hey, you're on Love Line. I was just wondering if I could get some advice from you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I find it tough because uh, I go out to clubs uh, every once in a while. And uh, my problem is it, it, whatever, it's hard for me to meet girls just because I think whatever you go up and say to them... You look like an idiot, you know, because it looks like you're trying to pick up on them. Right. You're coming, you're saying something to them. It's why, for instance, it's like this. It's like your car actually runs out of gas, and you have to, like, go to somebody's door and, and try to use their phone because half the people going to doors are coming in and raping people and abducting everyone and killing someone. You can't get in. When you're really out of gas. Exactly. Because, I mean, once I meet a girl or something like that at school, it, it's easy, you know. Yeah, but who knows what kind of house you're walking up to. Yeah. But, I mean. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it works both ways. Yeah. You may, you may, be, you may be knocking on the door of a house where somebody's going to show up with a shotgun. Yeah, but what if you just want to get your penis in the mail slot and you don't want to buy the house? <laughs> well, Still I Still may get abducted and stay there for a while. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know what you can do. I mean, it's, it's just a tough dilemma. All right. Let me tell you something, George. Women are pretty instinctual. They get a pretty good vibe off of people. And if the right guy is walking up to them, they'll get that vibe. And if the wrong guy's walking up to them, they'll get that vibe. Yeah. Producer Ann, am I right? You want to help out here? Yeah, you're right. I Wait mean, a minute. If a good-looking guy Wait with a, a good rap you got a good vibe off of came up to you, you wouldn't sure, send him I mean, away. good-looking, it helps, definitely. But wait right. a minute. You're, I think you're you're thinking in terms of the context in which this kind of interaction occurs. Right. In a if club, it's... people are not there to meet a soulmate or a life partner. Why They're, not? They don't. That's right, just, so we're more superficial. It's much more superficial. And so sure. if George is having trouble in that environment, try a different environment. Right. Okay. A gym or a club. So you should go to the antithesis of one of those places. Like a gay bar. Uh, like, you know. Where? Where, Drew? Local the, synagogue or church, whatever. the library. I mean, to meet people. Get involved in something, some kind of, you know, political, whatever. Whatever things you're interested in, get involved. Yeah, in get yourself people. in a cult is what Drew's saying. That way you'll be on an actual compound where the women can't escape. That's where I want a closed environment. You know That's what I mean? That's where you went? That's what I want. Oh, I see. You know, it's like fishing in a stocked pond. You know what I mean? Your you, 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 uh, degree, your percentage of pulling up a trout is, is much greater. 
so it's so it's impossible to to meet a girl at a well, club. It's not impossible, but I just don't think it's a healthy place to meet. People. Let me tell you something, George. If you were the kind of guy who could do it, it would have happened by now. There are certain guys who can go to clubs and who can get women, and those guys, I'll oh, put your hands down, Mike, for Christ's sake. Yeah, you go and get hit with a club. You go. There's certain guys who can go do it. We all have those friends. I know one. These guys, they go, and every weekend they go, and every weekend they come home with something, and then there's the guys who go every weekend and come home empty-handed. Now, this will continue. This It is in the cards. So, George... It would have happened by now. It's not happening. Go somewhere else. So I just got to deal with it. Deal new, with new it. New environment. You'll be happier in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you will. It's just not healthy. Not to say that never a healthy relationship, but it's just typically uh, your, your chances of developing an unsatisfactory relationship are higher in a, in a club. If you're stupid and you're in class, don't raise your hand. <laughs> and it's the same thing. If you can't swing, don't go to a club to try to pick up women. It ain't happening. You got to go somewhere where you, where your environment's going to be right. I don't right. know where that is, but if it's it's not the club, stop going to the club. Right. There's other women in other places that are going to be more open to meeting you. <laughs> Mike's over there eating and nodding his head. Like, <laughs> yeah. How about singled out is Mike's suggestion? Uh, where are we, Drew? Ah, I see the bold letter right in front of me in the in the red the red marker. Josh, how you doing, guys? Good. How you doing? Pretty good. Thanks. I had a question for Doctor Drew. Yeah, Josh, what's up? How how are your kids doing? My kids? Yeah. They're doing great. Adam hates for me to discuss them because, uh, tell them why. Why do I hate for you to discuss your children? Because then I start discussing your children, then Susan, your wife, uh, hates me. Because? What is it you say about my kids that might cause her some distress? (laughs) Because the kids are running around like Lord of the freaking Flies. They got no clothes on. They're jumping off of stuff like uh, like they're the flying uh, Molinas or Walendas or what the hell what the hell is the name of that uh, circus family? They're totally out of control. How how old are they now? About three and a half. About three and a But it's great. I mean, I, and you know, you know you weren't around that when I, I had a, one of them had a medical problem about two and a half years ago, and he's doing great. Yep. Absolutely no problem right now. As far as I have another tell. question. And I actually, I, I I still to this day am so grateful to our listeners for in Los Angeles for the support I got. It was just phenomenal. All right, got, got me through. And that. Josh, let me say this mostly because Susan's listening. They are beautiful kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I now, even if she weren't listening. They're really, yeah, they're really right. good-looking kids. It's just that you really have to hold them down and force a pair of underwear on those kids, and then it just comes flying right off. Yeah. There's a phase they're in. What happened to Ricky Rackman? He moved on to greener pastures. Doing really well. Yeah, I hear he's on. All right. Well, we can't get into all that junk. <laughs> Drew, you got another one? Yeah. Doug. Yeah, I got a question for you. Uh, me and my girlfriend are interested in having a threesome. And uh, we have yet to find anybody, and yet one of her one of her real good friends we think is bisexual, but my girlfriend is scared to confront her about it, even though before she's like rubbed her stomach and told her how good looking she is, and and really gone through that. But I'm curious to know if you guys have any advice on finding someone like that. Couldn't you? What the hell's going on with my voice? I don't know, but... Do you hear that? We're getting some weird feedback. In my, all right. Keep my, going. All right. Here, here, Doug. Yeah. You're trying to find someone for a threesome. Right. And you, you, you kind of have... another girl. Yeah. That's a good idea. And you have your eye on this one, but you're not sure. Right. Uh, 
I say what you should do. I think there's a two-step process here. I think your girlfriend needs to kind of find out from her friend whether she's bisexual or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, and usually, we got, got a pretty good idea that she. Is. You got a pretty good idea, but I think you need to you need to check that one off the list. That's number one. Number two, and I'm not saying I condone this, but I'm just telling him how to do it. That's what he asked. Number two, you have to then bring up the threesome thing just to make sure she doesn't vomit when she hears it. Right. Now you don't bring it up in terms of you and your girlfriend. You just bring it up in terms of like a generality. Right. You know what I mean? How she feels about threesomes in general. Right. Right. Then if she doesn't vomit at the, at the thought of a threesome or the notion of a threesome, we already know she thinks your girlfriend's a, attractive. Mm -hmm. uh, she'll probably take you anyway. Okay. Then you invite her over and you involve booze. Right. And that's basically the, uh, the three steps to uh, having a successful threesome. And, and then and your it, relationship will probably end well, yeah, soon after yeah. that, yeah, soon as everyone sobers up. But. Yeah, your relationship with your girlfriend is over after that. I doubt it. Uh, we've, been, well, we've been together for three years now. I yeah. want you, when, when it ends, uh, it may take some time to sort of unravel, but I want you to call us back and tell us how it happened. All right, Doug. And you'll trace it back to doing something like this. <laughs> really, I, I'm not kidding. It, it's, it's very unusual. I mean, it happens that, that relationships survive it, but for the most part, uh, things happen, feelings are generated that are quite surprising. And, yeah, uh, we've been through a lot together. I mean, mm, right. hey, it, it's not impossible, Drew. It certainly isn't. Right. But here's here's the way uh, Drew thinks. Basically, <laughs> it's sort of a catch twenty two with Drew because either the threesome should destroy the relationship, or if it doesn't, you two are just too freaking whacked out <laughs> to be affected when you should be affected. Am I right, Drew? Right. right. So That's you're right. doomed either way. That's right. You're gonna have you're gonna have a dysfunctional relationship either way. <laughs> and we'll there be back. Loveline will be right back, and if you're not here, we'll hunt you down and shoot you in the head. Just kidding. LOVE191, fax number 310-854-4455. Still taking your fax suggestions on my next aptitude test. So go ahead and get those in. And if you can get in like a sample question, that would be fine too. It's Adam Carolla. It's Dr. Drew. And it's back to the phones. We go, Molly. Hi. Hey, you're on the line. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Hey, Molly. Oh, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. My friend and I have a dilemma, and we were wondering... If you're having sex in water, does a condom work? Yes. It does? Mm -hmm. And um I like to put a little air from the jacuzzi jet into mine. It makes my penis look like the size of a Macy's float. <laughs> I'm not sure that would work. But does oh, the chemicals and like the chlorine do anything to it at all? 
No. Do they wash uh-huh. the lubrication or anything? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do that. But I, to my knowledge, it should still be effective. The question is, how long would it remain effective? And okay. that I don't know off the top of my head. All right. The, the trick is with condoms is not to leave them in a super heated environment like a glove compartment, not to let them sit somewhere for long periods of time like in a wallet. And really people got to remember that every couple of weeks they really should be changed. They might they might have an increased failure rate if they've been something like your wallet after a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I never carried one in my wallet. It also, it guarantees you won't use it. Isn't that That's the right. Theory? It's okay. a jinx. It's a jinx. That's right. Same way. Same thing with the glove box. Okay, I would Bob? have to uh, duct tape it to my forehead in order for me to be able to successfully carry a condom without being jinxed sexually. Molly? Yes? You understand? Yes. Thank oh, you very much. Thank you. And mahalo. Tina and Matt? Hi. How are you? Uh, fine. And yourself? Good. Thank you. Okay. I have a question for you. Matt and myself have been together for about two years. And every anniversary, every birthday of mine, Christmas, everything... He tells me we'll celebrate it later, but then he can go and spend three or four hundred dollars on his car, but can't even buy me a card. Right. What's wrong with him? <laughs> he, ha- he has a Y chromosome. Yes, he's a male. He spends three or four hundred dollars on his car, but can't even buy me a card. Well, yeah, but you got to realize a card. And when you're talking about a card, you're talking about the card and envelope in most cases, <laughs> and that's two fifty three dollars, and that's. Exactly. Uh, that's two spark plugs. Uh, that could be one of those uh, Christmas tree air fresheners. This is serious, Adam. It is, really. I mean, we've been together. We struck a chord here for Adam. Yeah, right. woman, Dan scared serious. me. I bet yeah, that, that voice kind of struck out of, out of nowhere, didn't it? I was it? looking over here, and it was like all of a sudden the voice of reason was at me. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it wasn't me. See, the thing is, is I bend over backwards for him. I do anything and everything I possibly can for him. Uh-huh. Now, now, this would be a good time, Anne, for you to express what it is that women feel from guys behaving like that and what it is you're looking for and why. Because men don't really typically get that. They don't, we don't really understand how it feels to receive gifts and cards and things like that. Oh, I, I've heard, I buy him everything. I give him everything I have. I put him before anybody well, else that, That's life. a mistake in any relationship, really. But It is. Yeah. People get used to a certain certain way that they that a relationship a certain form that it takes on, and then it uh, just becomes matter of fact. And that, and she says she put it ahead of, it puts him ahead of everything, and that's not right. That's not right. But he never puts me. He'll put me off before he puts. He'll put me off for everything. I mean, uh, all right, the guy's selfish. We'll have plans for a month, and then he'll say, "Oh, we can't because I have to drive my dad to the airport." Okay, where's Matt? <laughs> He's right here. You want to speak to him? Yes. Hold on. Drew, Adam, how you doing? Good, Matt. What kind of car you have? Uh, it's called, well, it, <laughs> it's called, a, um, I call it a TRSR7. Right. It's, uh, it's a, well, it's a Mazda R7 convertible, but I can, I, I do a bunch of stuff to it. All right, so you're a real brainiac. <laughs> Listen, Matt, what's going on? Tina bends over backwards for you, she puts you in front of everybody, even God and herself, and all you can think about is your freaking car? No, 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 no. See, women don't value transportation because she doesn't have a car. <laughs> every time we go somewhere, it's me. It's me driving somewhere. So, how am I supposed to get there if we don't have any tires on the car? If we don't have any, uh, <laughs> if we don't have anything on the car? Yeah, but, but why didn't you buy her a card for her birthday? Why didn't I buy her a card for her birthday? Yeah. No, wait a minute. Our anniversary. Okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I. 
at the current time when the anniversary came up, I had no money. You didn't have two dollars. I didn't have two dollars. And you couldn't get a piece of paper and, you know, draw something. Oh, I told her, you know, I love you and happy anniversary. Yeah, but you got to go the trouble. That's what women really appreciate. It makes them feel special is if you actually do something. And and, uh, far be it for me to analyze you, but this is striking a chord with you. I mean, you're coming in with a lot of zest and verve on this one. Perhaps... You're getting no, shorted a card? No, believe me. My man knows what to do. Oh, he whipped his ass right into shape. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect he didn't do it once, and that was the last time. I got a question, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I got a question. She won't let me talk, but I got a question. But, um, um, Adam. Yeah. Okay, all right, the doctor. I have a question. Can right. you, by, by a blood test, tell if you have thyroid cancer? No. You cannot. Mm-mm, there's can, no way possible you can do that. Well, there's something called thyroglobulin that goes up when people have certain kinds of thyroid cancer. And there's thyroglobulin? Thyroglobulin. But the, 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 thyroid cancer is diagnosed by biopsy, and that's it. By biopsy, and that's yeah, it? Yeah. There's no way about blood tests. No, not, not anything that would be reliable. So now. you're thinking it might be your hyperthyroid that's causing you not to buy cards for Tina? No, 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 no. I, I said, we've just gone through a lot of problems in the last two years, and I apologize to her, and I said, look. All right, listen. When I have money, I do things for her. All right, listen, Matt, listen to me. Huh? I've been there. Here's what you need to do. Uh, a relationship ending is a lot like a cancer, which is you treat it, you catch it early, and you treat it, you can get it. You screw up, and they got to take out your, your, your voice box, they got to cut off your testicles, wherever it is. If you leave it, if you ignore it, you're going to pay. You understand? It'll spread like a cancer. Now, right now, Tina is telling you she's like the doctor, and she is saying, yes, we gave it a biopsy, and we can see that there is some cancerous cells here. And you're going to have to do it's not malignant yet, but there's chances it's spreading. you got to, you got to get into treatment. You need some chemo. You got to stay conscious, Matt. You understand? Pay attention. Don't make excuses. Pay attention. I will. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Doc. All right. I love you guys. All right. It shouldn't be a job, though. But it doesn't occur automatically to men. Hello. No, no. It, listen. It, it, is, it, it is. a job. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, no. It's it's that it's that if a guy were to get that something like that, it probably would have no significance. It doesn't mean anything to no. him. So it doesn't. It, when something doesn't mean anything to you, it, it's hard to it's hard to remember. You have to really remember and train yourself to what it does mean. Does to the getting person. a present on Christmas morning mean anything to you? Not, or if you woke up and there was not, nothing on the tree. Mm, oh, give me a break. Not, not, it would affect you. Damn, I'm really feeling something coming from it, you. We have to talk during the commercial. No, but you guys said, oh, it wouldn't we'll affect have to talk me now, at all. No, listen. It, it would not, but for, for women are, uh, and I'm, I'm actually trying to learn from you myself, frankly, because because women need that sense of feeling special. They perceive that as romantic. Right. And men don't get that. We don't, we don't really typically get well, that. Well, then he doesn't know his wife at all. That's no, the no, sad no, part, then. No, no, that you have Well, you men, should know what makes the other person person feel special and do that correct them. but but men have to keep that in a in a, a thought about that it's not a feeling thing it's a, it doesn't occur automatically for men typically well if you decide to get married then that's you made a promise to that person you should keep that Look, in mind i'm not disagreeing with you at all but am I, am I i'm telling you the way to solve the problem is become jehovah's witness or, uh, oh yeah no presents don't no, celebrate no, anything and don't bother asking when their birthday is well, you're fine. Oh, uh, you'll get far. No, but let me tell you something very seriously. <laughs> so I'm trying to become a celebrity because I realize as a as a, a civilian, I'm not getting anything. But here's the deal. 
And like I come from a family, we didn't make a big, we didn't really celebrate birthdays too much. We, we right. were real low key about everything. Right. Holiday, Christmas, everyone gave out the present the, the night before, and there was no right. ramping and running to the tree or anything. So I grew up sort of indoctrinated into this, and I never think anything of it. Right. Now I get with someone like yourself, I don't think anything of it. That's right. where I'm coming from. Right. To you, it's a big deal. And when you come from this environment, and it is something that guys have a bigger problem with than women, but right. sometimes it's just your environment. You don't think a card means a lot. Right. You don't think a present means a lot because you never it learn mean how a to... lot to you. You don't right. learn a lot, yeah. and and that can cause trouble. And that's true. You have to learn what the other you person have, you wants. Have to, you have to make them pay attention to it. it. You have to really pay attention to and, it. And the the people, the women or the men that are in the relationship, need to spell it so, out clearly. That's true. Too. What they want, which she did. Yes, she certainly did. Yeah. You're saying it and, right and, there. And, and, right. and what is that? Your sister? Who cares? No, Relax. but you guys, I felt you weren't taking it seriously. And oh, it's no, serious. No, 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 no. Personally, I was taking it very seriously. But I, I'm trying to make it understandable, too, why it happens. Right. Some guy calls in who had like a, a, he's an amputee, and I'm cracking up about it. And just sitting there. Somebody calls in, they've got a possible tumor in their head. I'm making all jokes. Right, and just sits on. there. Some girl doesn't get a card. I had to put my foot down for all women. <laughs> and put her foot down for all women. That's right. All right, Michelle. Hello? Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Hey. <clears throat> yes. Um, yeah, um, there's, like, this girl that I like, and I would, I'd like to know, like, how I could... You're gay? But what? Are you lesbian? Well, I'm bi. You're bi? Okay, because Anne's going to put her tongue in for all women. Go ahead, Anne. Adam, you've gone overboard here. All right. Wait, all right. wait, wait, wait. Right. Go You're back just to... feeling threatened because I was right. Go back to the tub, baby. <laughs> wait a minute. Michelle? Yeah? You're bisexual? Yeah. What does that mean exactly for you? Well, I'm attracted to, like... Guys and girls. But you're not, you not, haven't acted on that yet? What? You have, But you haven't acted on that yet? No, I haven't. That doesn't mean you're bisexual. That means you're 14. Well, yeah, I know. Okay. That, that, that's, that's pretty much what all 14-year-olds, to some extent, experience. Yeah. Or younger or older people. You know, That doesn't mean you are necessarily going to choose a gay lifestyle. Yes, I, I understand that. But, I mean, I'd like and, to. And this is, again, this falls back into my category of waited out. This whole notion that people have that you have to experiment with your feelings when you're 14, 15, 16 is ludicrous. Yeah. That is a time in which you need to sit back, listen to your feelings, pay attention to them. But when you're feeling confused and you don't know quite what's going on and it's painful, don't act. Don't act. Wait till the feelings settle down and you have some clarity about what it is you want to do. This is a, a time of great change and great conflict. And if you act on everything, you're only going to make the conflict and the pain worse. Yeah, it, it, it you you're 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 adding uh, you're adding to the confusion, really. Yeah, absolutely, you're thickening the mix a little, and there's going to be more. And every time I say this, some 25 year old calls in and said, "How do you know what you know? How can you possibly know what you want unless you experiment?" When you're 25 and you want to ex- figure things out, experimenting at 25 is a hell of a lot different than experimenting at 13, 14, 15. A lot different. Right. Yes. Uh, to use the analogy I used many months ago, the uh, the cement is still wet. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you have to grab a stick and put your initials into yeah, it. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, would you feel the same way if this was a boy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You mean if a boy was talking about getting it on with another boy? No. no if I she mean, were talking with meeting with wanting to get on with yeah, the guy. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I just... I, I, I don't care. I, I, I don't care about the sex. If you're just saying I'm confused and I'm this and I'm that, I don't know what I am, I, I, I just... I, just hang back. Yeah, it's like someone saying, um, 
I think I want to have a vasectomy, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Drew can't tell them, hey, well, go, go. Have a few beers and go get one. Or I think I want a tattoo, or I think I want to pierce my uh, genitalia. If, if, if there's something that's going to be of consequence in your life, and having sex with uh, anybody at that age is going to be of some consequence, and you're a little unclear about it, then Drew's going to tell you to hold off and, okay. and just sort of wait it out and wait till, wait till the fog lifts a little and you have a clear view of the horizon. These are supposed to be things that are enjoyable to you and that uh, enrich you, not that are, are overwhelming and intense and confusing. Okay? Yeah. All right. All right, Michelle. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Look deep into this jingle. You are getting sleepy. Sleepy. Loveline will be right back. You will listen. You will listen. This is Brandy Glanville, unfiltered. As a single mother, the kids came running in, and they're like, there's a snake outside. I'm like, holy crap, what do I do? I put on my Ugg boots, got a giant kitchen knife, and I sliced it. She cut his head off? I tried. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Who cleaned up the mess? I did. I'm a tough chick. But I've had to deal with snakes. This is the second time I had to deal with a snake. Who, who am I going to call? It's my kids all day long. Download a brand new episode at podcastone.com. Yes, indeed. We are back here on Loveline. I am Adam Carolla. Thank you. He is Dr. Drew. And real fast, last call tonight, Chris. Yeah, right here in my hands, I have the slut aptitude test. Oh, you do? All right, let's hear. Okay, if you have more than three STDs, 20 points. If you've been told by all your boyfriends that you suck harder than a Hoover vacuum, 15 points. If your vaginal lips are looser than your mouth, 15 points. If you have your tubes tied and you still manage to get pregnant, 50 points. If you have to insert three tampons just for them to stay in, 10 points. If you can deep throw a baseball bat, 20 points. If Star Trek offered you as a job as a tractor beam, 30 points. If you're will- willing to without him paying you, 50 points. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> if you're blonde, 5 points. If you have dislocated your jaw while sucking dick, 100 points. And if you have your own 1-900 number, 50 points. Total 350 points, 280 to 350 points, you're a slut. 245 to 279 points, you're on your way there. And 210 to 244, you need to work harder. All right, fantastic, Chris. <laughs> oh, by the way, I love your show. You're the best, Dr. Drew. Thanks, Chris. I like you too, Adam. Yeah. All <laughs> right, Chris, you're a genius. Great, thank you. Mahalo. Dr. Drew, you want to read the, yes, the uh, slut test, the sat test. Well, we'll be coming up with more as the week goes on. But, Drew, go ahead and read yes, the address. the uh, mail address is P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. And emails LUV191 on AOL.com. I would like to say that uh, the Cowboy Junkies are going to be here tomorrow night. So enjoy that. Until then, I'm, I'm, I'm Corolla. He's Dr. Drew. We thank everyone involved with Loveline. We thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. So that's it, then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Corolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Babe!
This concludes another podcast1.com program.